the New York Islanders and their fans are still reeling after Tuesday night's collapse against the San Jose Sharks. We'll talk about what the players are saying, what you, the fans, are saying, and we'll preview tonight's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We have got a lot to talk about on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind, and we'll get to your mailbag questions in an upcoming segment today. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter or X uh, at Ice Wars NYR VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I'm live tweeting during every Islanders home and road game. So join me for instant insight and analysis, and it's great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time or any time. So definitely reach out. I'll tell you, the loss to San Jose on Tuesday, when you've got a 4-1 lead at home midway through the third period, and you end up losing the game to the team with the worst record in the NHL going into the game, something is just not right. And it's disappointing, to say the least, Uh when this is the 11th time in 24 games that the Islanders have blown a third-period lead. Think about that. 11 times in 24 games. That means in almost half of their games, the Islanders have blown a lead in the final 20 minutes of the game. And to say that that's a problem is an understatement. And clearly, this team has to do something about that. 
And, you know, Bo Horvat had a very interesting admission. He said, it's always in the back of your mind, maybe a little bit, it's sad to say, and it's happened so many times this year where it's hard not to think about when you're going out there again that it's going to happen again. And look, no surprise here that it's, it's gotten psychological for this team. And most of the time, players will deny it, but here's Bo Horvat basically telling the truth. So 11 times in 24 games, the Islanders have blown a lead. And, you know, sometimes they've blown it twice in one game. They are 3-1-5 and five in those games, which means they have left seven points on the table. And, you know, that's just not acceptable. And, you know, you add those seven points, you put the Islanders right in second place in the Metropolitan Division. And, you know, an interesting rundown... Uh, about, you know, who's been on ice. And Stefan uh, Rossner of, uh, you know, tweeted this out. Who's been on ice during those tying goals allowed by the Islanders in the third period? Among the forwards, Horvat with four is tops on the list. And then Lee, Pajot, and Sezikis. Horvat has four, Lee, Pajot, and Sezikis, three each. Among defensemen, Alexander Romanov has seven. He's been on the ice for seven goals allowed. Ryan Polak, five. Scott Mayfield, four. Again, these numbers just not acceptable. And Horvat goes on to say, it's just obviously unacceptable by us and a team like this. This is our identity to be able to close out games. And right now, we're not doing that. It's just unacceptable by us on the ice. And, you know, after the game on Tuesday, Lane Lambert called it a sin to uh, allow. But then, you know, okay, he goes out there and says it's a sin. And then he sort of goes back at practice on Wednesday and tries to give his team a little bit of support. You have to be very, very careful, Lane Lambert said, of the negatives outweighing the positives here. We've had points in nine out of ten games, and I get it. It's skewed because of the overtime and shootout losses, but you've got to be very, very careful with the negativity outweighing the positives, and there's a lot of positives. Yeah, there are some positives here, but when you're giving up third-period leads in 45, roughly, percent of your games, there are also a heck of a lot of negatives, and the team has to figure it out. Noah Dobson, it's been an issue in too many games where we should have closed it out and found ways to win, but we found ways to lose instead. But there's a lot of good in the games. We just have to find ways to clean up the thirds, especially at home. The last couple of games on the road, we found a way to close out those games, and we just got to do the same at home and continue to build and learn. Holding leads has always been our M.O. in those situations. One goal, two goal lead. We've always found ways to close those out. Unfortunately, it hasn't been going that way so far this year. But I think the group has a lot of belief and confidence in one another that we can get back to that. And we're going to keep working and making sure we get there at some point. And...
and yeah, you know, what else are they going to say publicly? But, you know, they've got to do something about it. And realistically, not changing anything is, in my mind, a big mistake. You know, you mentioned the points in nine of the last 10 games, and that's true. But what is their record? Five, one, and four. Five, one, and four means you're five wins, five losses. It's just that the NHL gives you that loser point. And, you know, easily they should have been eight, one, and one out of those 10 games instead of five, one, and four. It's just, those are points that when the season is winding down and you're battling for playoff berth, or if they really clean things up, battling for a playoff position, those points are going to be very badly missed. Lane Lambert's quote, I think we're all in it together. It's a combination for sure. Our guys are committed. They're dialed in. They're a quality core group of guys. It's a little bit of everything, but we're in it together. It's up to me. It's on me. It's a combination of everything. Well, that's coaches speak for saying, I'm not telling you what it is, but we've got to be better. And you know what? I'm going to come out and say this. And, you know, may not be what the players and the coaches want to hear. But this team, the core of this team has been together for a very long time. This team may be a little too comfortable, a little too complacent. And it's costing them in a big, big way. Something has to change. Something has to be done to shake up this team or you know, this pattern is going to continue. And whether you call up a player from the minors or you make a trade or you change something in management or coaching, something has to change to send a message to this team that this is unacceptable. And I know there's a lack of depth. I know, you know, we did the farm report every day or yesterday about Bridgeport and they're in last place in their division and they're struggling to score goals. I get it, but it's not necessarily about getting guys who are going to be permanent replacements or play better over the next 20 games. It's about sending a message to players that they're going to be held responsible for their mistakes, and whether it means they sit for a period or they sit for a couple of games or they're traded or they're demoted, something has to be said to them to get that message across. All right, we have got a lot more to get to on today's show. Uh, We will talk about your response to what happened on Tuesday against San Jose. We'll open the mailbag. And for Islanders birthday of the day, I'll admit, this is one of the hardest Islanders birthdays of the day we're ever going to do. We're talking about a player who only played two games with the Islanders, in 1982-83, and those were his only two NHL games, but he did play four, five seasons in the WHA with the San Diego Mariners, Indianapolis Racers, and Quebec Nordique. 
Let's see if you can guess who it is. And anyone who does, boy, oh boy, are you are you a, a hell of an Islander fan? So we'll check that out. We've got all that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if, you know, my wife or or my father or one of my kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from getting the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, uh, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use code, offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's J A S E medical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your first purchase. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, including, of course, the NHL. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Time now to open the mailbag. But before we get to the mailbag, real quick, a little injury update. Sebastian Ajo, still Uh, practicing with the team. That's the good news, Islander fans. He was out on the ice on Wednesday, but Lane Lambert announced that Ajo, still on IR with an upper body injury, will not play tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's a 7.30 Eastern time start, and don't forget, you can catch every minute of the Islanders' hometown radio broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Islanders. Ajo has missed five straight games. He will miss a sixth tonight, but he looks to be closer and closer to a possible return. And just the fact that he was participating in practice is definitely encouraging. All right, let's go to the mailbag. And, uh, you know, this one is from Jeff from Alabama. Hello, Gil. Uh, At this point, something has to give. In your estimation, Gil, what needs to happen to finally put an end to this trend? I hate to say this, but when the Sharks turned back up ice in the closing seconds of overtime, I was like, not again. And guess what? It happened again. Once again, a point is better than no points. Looking forward to your feedback. Let's go Islanders. Jeff from Alabama. Jeff, thank you so much for the email and, uh, Look, uh, in my mind right now, something has to change. They have to shake up this team and give them a wake-up call. And whether that means making a trade, whether it means calling up a player or two from Bridgeport, 
whether it means changing coaches or changing the general manager, if they really want to get uh, adventurous, although I don't think that is imminent, uh, something has to give. And if it means benching a, 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 you know, one of your star players for a game, if they're not performing well, uh, if it means sitting a, a player for a period, uh, or even more, get that message across to this team. I definitely think, Jeff, that this team is a little too complacent and they need to figure out something to shake themselves out of this. And we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Next question is uh, from Colin in New Jersey. He says, hey, Gil, Colin from New Jersey here. Who do you think will be the next call up from Bridgeport? Do we need to start easing out Clutterbuck and Martin and bring in younger talent? Colin, uh, it's a great question. The problem is, what younger talent? And, you know, when you say who's the next call up from Bridgeport, it's a good question. But it's tough to answer because it really depends on who's sitting, right? I mean, for example, Grant Hutton was the last call-up from Bridgeport. Why? Because Adam Pellick, a defenseman, went down. So, you know, who is being benched or who is injured uh, or who is traded, whatever it is, whoever's out of the lineup generally determines who is in the lineup. Uh and that always, you know, affects who's going to be called up. You look at what's happening in Bridgeport, and every day, as you know, uh, we do our farm report every weekend, uh, I mean, rather, every Wednesday, and we get everybody up to date. But realistically, if you had to call up a defenseman, an offensive defenseman, Dennis Chalowski right now, 13 points in 20 games, 11 assists. He's probably the guy you would want to call up if you were looking for offense. If you think somebody a little more experienced is helpful, Robin Sallow has some NHL experience, maybe you go that route. The leading scorer on this team, the most productive player in Bridgeport by far, Ruslan Ishkakov. The Islanders have never called him up, not even for one regular season game. His size may be something that is causing Lou Lamorello to hesitate. But, you know, no other Islanders forward has more than 11 points through 20 games. And that's Kyle McClain. Now, McClain is a center. Uh, Ishkakov is a wing who used to be a center. Uh, so, again, it depends who you want to substitute for. But, again, I think a big part of the problem is that there isn't a lot of NHL-ready talent right now in Bridgeport. Other than Ishkakov, you got Kyle McClain, uh, Otto Koivula. I mean, Matthew Maggio, only three goals and seven points in 19 games so far. We know William Dufour is away from the team. He only has three points, a goal, and two assists in nine games. There are not a lot of prospects. I mean, you can go Carlson Kuhlman if you just want a plugger who can give you bottom six minutes. <clears throat> but it, it the cupboard is pretty bare. 
So to me, if I'm going with one guy to answer your question, it's Ishkakov, but uh, for forwards and Chalowski for defensemen or maybe Salo, but none of the guys down there right now appear to be long-term solutions. They may be guys who you could bring up for uh, you know a couple of games to sort of try to see if they can give you a spark, but let's see. Third email, uh, Adam in Mawa, New Jersey. Uh, Adam in Mawa here every day are absolutely love the show and your insights. Thank you very much, Adam. I'm sitting on my couch in complete disbelief. Well, not really given this season. At yet another third period collapse. Prior to the start of the comeback, I texted my dad that I wanted to see one more goal to feel comfortable and somewhat more at ease as a three-goal lead doesn't feel safe with this team. I know you and the rest of Isles Nation is beyond over this trend. That leads me to my theme of this email. I know you don't like to call for guys to be fired, but at what point do Ledecky and the ownership group take a long, hard look at what's been happening and just clean house of the Lou regime? Obviously, we need well, we give Lou and Trotz credit where it's due for the two runs to the conference finals, but this roster has barely changed since, clearly peaked the second time around. We all love the Nelsons and Lees. However, not having all these first-round picks, plus some of the contracts that have been given out, puts the team in a really bad position for long-term success. In my mind, it's time to tear it down and build around Barzy, Bo, Dauber, and Sorokin with a new front office and bench leadership. Thanks for your time and putting on the best podcast every day. Let's go Islanders, Adam. Adam, thanks for the email. Look, that kind of major change is unlikely to happen even now when the team is still in a playoff spot if the season ended today or a point or two out when they have nine points in their last 10 games. If they miss the playoffs this year, I think you got to do that. If they're out of the playoff race, Uh, or very far behind in the playoff race come the trade deadline. I think you start to trade away your Pajos and maybe your Nelsons or your Lees and start to get draft picks. You can certainly trade a Clutterbuck uh, to a playoff contender and get something back. I, I, I think you're getting close to that point. I think Lou Lamorello would fire Lane Lambert before uh, he is let go. That would buy him a little more time. But I think we're getting closer to the point where, yeah, you may have to start thinking about this group has peaked. And maybe, you know, you, you, the, the, the four players you mentioned prevent you from being in a total rebuild. Because Sorokin will keep this team competitive in a lot of games. So, you know, it's not like they're going to become the Sharks all of a sudden or the, you know, some of the, the, the Blackhawks where the team is near the bottom of the league standings for two, three, four years. But I, I do think that we're getting closer and closer to it. And we'll see, Adam, whether or not the Islanders make a move in that direction. Uh, change has to come. The question is, how big will that change be and when will it happen? We've got more to get to on today's show. We have got uh, a preview of tonight's game against the Blue Jackets, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. 
Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And look, you got the NFL, you've got college bowl games coming up, the NBA, college basketball, and yes, of course, the NHL. Check out the odds for tonight's game against the Blue Jackets, some player props, all of that on FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on the action this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has created the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, tonight, Islanders. Taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets, 7.30 Eastern time start. Don't forget, you can catch every minute of this game on SiriusXM, the Islanders' hometown radio broadcast. Just do a search for Islanders. The Blue Jackets, well, they've lost two in a row and three of their last four, uh, although they did lose in overtime to L.A. in their last game. They are in last place in the Metropolitan Division, 8 14 and 5, so they have uh, certainly had a rough go of it this season. And look, it's sort of been a consistent problem for this team. They are 30th in goals against, and that's where their weakness is. They're 14th, middle of the pack, in goals scored. The penalty kill, top five in the league. They're fourth, 87.2% kill rate. But the power play, really, really struggling. They are 26th in the league, only a 13.8% success rate. Goaltending, you know, they have two goalies. They're both struggling. Elvis Merzlikens, who played in that game against L.A., a 3-1-0 goals against average, a 9-10 save percentage. Backup is Spencer Martin, 3.20 goals against average, and a 902 save percentage. Zach Wierenski leading the team with 19 points. 18 of those are assists. Boone Jenner has 13 goals. You look at the line combinations. Jenner, Johnny Goudreau, and Justin Danforth are the top line. Dmitry Voronkov centers Igor uh, Chinikov and Cyril Marchenko. A lot of tongue twisters here. Uh, on the second line, Adam Fantilli, the hotshot rookie. He is the third-line center. Kent Johnson and Alexander Texier on either side of him. Sean uh, Curalis centers the fourth line. Emil Bemstrom and Matthew Olivier are his wingers. Zach Wierenski and Andrew Peak, the top defense pair. Ivan Provorov and David uh, Yurisek are the second pair. And then Jake Bean and Nick Blankenberg are the third pair. The goaltenders, as we mentioned, uh, right now, Spencer Martin and Jet Greaves, uh, also available. Elvis Merzlikens came back off the IR, so he and Spencer Martin will likely be the duo. A lot of guys on IR. Daniil Tarasov, Jack 
Roslovich, Damon Severson, Cole Sillinger, all on IR, as is Adam Boakvist, Eric Gabranson, day-to-day, Patrick Lane out. Wow. This team, once again, dealing with a lot of injuries. Look, I'm not going to get into a whole complicated thing about what the Islanders need to do to win this game. Let's just start with this. Number one, do not take a lot of dumb penalties and let this struggling power play back. Number two, get some pressure on this team. They're not very good defensively. And number three, finish the darn game. Play a full 60 minutes. Prove to yourselves that you can do that, and we'll go from there. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And as I said, this one is a hard one. So here it is. We are uh, a couple of days early on this one, but Saturday will be the 69th birthday of former Islanders winger Kevin Devine. He was a seventh-round pick of the Maple Leafs in 1974, but was also drafted by the San Diego Mariners of the WHA, and that's where he signed, and he scored 21 goals for San Diego in 75-76, 30 goals in 76-77, later played for the Indianapolis Racers and Quebec Nordiques while they were all, you know, in the WHA. But when the four WHA teams joined the NHL in 1979-80, he was in the minors, ended up with the Islanders organization and played two games for the Islanders in 1982-83. He was a plus one, had eight penalty minutes, and had an assist. We look at his best game as an Islander. There's only two choices. Uh, October 26, 1982, the Calgary Flames visit the Old Barn. And in this game, it's Rajon Lomelin in goal for Calgary, battling Billy Smith for the Islanders. And in this game, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Kevin Devine had six penalty minutes, two shots on goal, and his only NHL point of his career, it was an assist. And the assist came on a goal by Dave Langevin at the 13.06 mark of the third period. Bob Nystrom also assisted. Islanders crushed the Flames by a score of 7-2. to Two goals each for Dwayne Sutter and Mike Bossy. Four assists for Denny Potvan. But for Kevin Devine... The only NHL point of his career, he did a lot in the WHA. Like I said, a 30-goal scorer. So if anyone guessed Kevin Devine, all 5'8", 165 pounds of him, uh, you are uh, very impressive. He later went on to coach a little bit in the UHL uh, with the Thunder Bay Thundercats in the late 90s. But uh, Kevin Devine is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We will have our key takeaways from tonight's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Plus, we'll preview this weekend's home game against the LA Kings. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Keep the faith, stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.